Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Fifteen minutes on the timer, and the subject is Jaws. Dude, it <laughs> Jaws. Dude, <laughs> John Williams wrote that. Yeah, what a genius! John, he, he is a genius. He did all the big ones. It always worked with uh, Spielberg, worked with Lucas, and he always used an orchestra. Mm. Um, and and they 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 couldn't find the the theme music. They couldn't find it. It took them so long to find the correct song or theme, whatever you want to call it, sound that would go well with a film that was about a giant shark eating human beings. <laughs> and John Williams literally sat down at a an organ, I think it was, it might have been a piano, and he just played these two keys over and over again. Spielberg heard it and went, that's it. Is and that he, true? Bearing in mind, yeah, yeah. But bearing in mind, John Williams had access to whatever he wanted. He could have done whatever he wanted. He could have brought any musician in the world to help him. And he sat down at a piano and got that. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, I mean, that is that is how creativity happens in many ways, isn't it? Just like random random little things will happen which will just change your perspective on how something should be. And the fact that Steven Spielberg happened to overhear John Williams playing two notes just feels so fitting in some ways. But um I don't think he overheard it. I think he was he was brought to it. But okay, it, okay. yeah, yeah, but yeah. Uh, why are we talking about Jaws? Because that this is quite a um, specific film rather than what we generally do is about talking overviewing subjects. But Jaws in particular holds a special place in my heart. Why did you want to talk about it? Uh, primarily because I know it's your favourite film, but also okay. <laughs> because I watched most of it um, last night and I uh, would have watched the whole thing, but... My other half, bless her, she can't last the film, particularly in the evening, and she she fell asleep. I don't know how you can fall asleep during Jaws because it's like literally one of the most tense films that's ever yeah. been made. Uh, but she she managed, she managed it. It's not only surprising; it's also unforgivable in my eyes. Yeah, like you you're watching a masterpiece, one of the greatest movies ever made, 
You can't just fall asleep, Jules. It's it's really it's rude, isn't it? A little bit, um, yeah. but yeah, he's uh, mate. Uh, I absolutely love this film. You know, it, it stems from a couple of things, and it is my favourite film. I appreciate that there are more sort of um, uh, uh, critically acclaimed films out there. There are ones that, are, that probably deserve more praise in their ability to drive emotion or whatever it is. And maybe horror movies or sci-fi, depending on how you want to look at this, is um, it, it, maybe it's a bit cheap, isn't it? Horror movies, I don't think get get the credit they deserve because of the very nature of them. People see it as a kind of cheap way to engage people, like fear. Mm. But Jaws was such a masterpiece in doing it. First off, I remember right, when, when it was released on video, it was a PG, not a 15 or a 12. I think it was a PG because the vast whatever cuts had happened had enabled it to be available to seen by all, which I think is probably um, unwise because it cast <laughs> fear in an entire nation of people, or several nations of people, the population of the world, anyone who's watched Jaws cannot go into the sea and not think about it. They just can't. Yeah, agreed. Uh, the, the interesting thing, mate, is that you initially described this as a film about uh, a, sh- a shark eating people. Um, and and yet, and yet, the film is about so much more, isn't it? It's like the shark at times feels like a cameo obviously the the film is centered around the shark of course it is and of Mm. course all the scenes with the shark in it are fantastic but it's it's about so much more than that it's uh the first half is about someone like a a newcomer to a to a place feeling Mm. like a little bit um distant and unable to connect with 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 the local community and i think they do that yeah. so, they, they do that so well it's like if, if you've ever been a newcomer to any situation like you can really empathize with what brody's going through and he's obviously like a a really decent guy and he wants to make his mark in the community and he's trying to help his wife and uh, and boys settle and yet he's got this like big drama to sort out where no one really trusts him because he's new he's an outsider and he doesn't understand the island and he's got this this kind of um there's this tension between him and the mayor because obviously the mayor wants to keep the beaches open even after the, the initial first uh supposed attack uh yeah and so there's this like underlying tension between the newbie who's having to kind of follow the laws of the land kind of thing but at the same time no like knowing that he needs to do what's right what he knows is morally the right thing to do uh, and then the second half is about sort of friendship i think and um mm. And a masculine friendship in particular. What do you think? What do you what do you think it's like? I know you obviously you said it's about a shark, but you you I know from our previous conversations, I know you appreciate it's about far more than that. Yeah, of course, of course. So you got you got the first the first. It's uh, about three different class of people coming together, forced into a scenario where they have to work to each, with each other, or yes. they will die, and they will fail, and lots more people will die. Um, you've got, like you said, Chief Brody comes into uh, as the as a as a police chief of of this small island, having come from the city, completely um, separate lives he's led. He comes to this new place. He doesn't feel he doesn't feel comfortable when he's confronted with this this uh, monster or this 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 problem, and no one trusts him. And it's about how does he does he believe in himself enough to force this through, even though it will it will cost the island economically, or does he does he buck down and and um, and do what most people do and, and try and placate 
And even though he knows it, it's right, and even though he fights it, he does actually. He does actually. He isn't strong enough at the beginning, and then that's the first the first test. Yeah. The, 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 the first the first part of the film is, is fascinating, but the second part of it's where it really picks up naturally. That's where it becomes the blockbuster that it was. Mm. And you've got these three characters: you've got Quint, you've got the Doctor, and you've got Brody, and they're all different. The scientist is uh, uh, Richard Dreyfus. The, the scientist is the um, the technical aspect, who is diametrically opposed to Quint, who is the old-fashioned skipper, shark hunter, rough man, and there's this battle between them. And Brody is the is 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 the kind of middle man yes, between them. Yeah. So actually, if you look at it, if you're looking at it like this, Quint is 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 the new town, and and uh, the scientist is is the old town, right? So this is where where Brody the, the same problems that he's confronted with on the on the island and trying to trying to adapt to the new the new way of life that he's he's walked into he's then confronted with the same issues on this tiny little boat but the two characters that he's 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 faced with and um yeah it is a a magnificent a magnificent film And, and 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 i think it does probably get the credit it deserves but it took a long while um what a couple of like what i really love about this film is the amount of little uh, touches yeah, and yeah, things yeah. That you don't necessarily notice originally. The the big one is that the the ship, the shot, um, the boat is called orca. Mm. Now, an orca is the only thing in the ocean that eats great whites, and they are hunting a great white. So that's that's fascinating. It's the only thing in the world that can eat a great white is an orca, and the ship's called orca. Orca being a killer whale, yeah. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Uh, there's also really something interesting about the the um, the shark. I think it's called uh, Bruce. The shark was called Bruce by the cast. They got it in the water, Windy, and it stopped working immediately. Oh, the shit. way they built it meant it wasn't resistant to salt water. It seems such an obvious thing, but they got it in the water and it just wouldn't work. So they had to think creatively about how they're going to show this. How they're going to how they're going to make this 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 shark work and be convincing. And the result was that Spielberg had to be creative. Like he didn't have a shark to work with in a film about a shark killing people, right? <laughs> so he had to be a, a suggest that a shark's there. So that might be like boarding a camera on a on a, on a piece of wood underwater. You know, you, the opening scene is you see this camera moving through the water. You're looking at it from the eyes of the shark, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the other thing was that he realised that he couldn't show the shark, so he had to. Be, make it more suspenseful and what, what happened is you've got a film that's much more sp- suspenseful because you don't see the monster like monster movies they show you too soon you become desensitized to them yeah so in this film you don't see the shark it must be it must be an hour maybe an hour in before you see the shark you see a glimpse the first boy that gets killed on the lilo you see yeah. a glimpse of the shark the fin turning over right that's all you see and then you know there's that famous scene where Brody's on the beach and he's He's witnessed it, and the camera pans in as he leans forward. It's an absolutely beautiful shot scene, and um, and, and 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 the original footage. There is footage on the internet; you can find it. 
you, you see the entire attack. You see the shark come up, take the boy, and then dip down. You see it all, but in the final edit, you don't see anything. You just see a fin. So he, intense, he, he, he made it purposeful, purposeful to, to, um, to edit the film in a way that means, means that you just don't see the monster until you do. And then you're like, fuck, you're still scared. Do you know what I mean? Uh, you're so you're so right about the little extra moments that they add as well. I think it's because um, so much of the film is about sort of the the tension building aspect. So, for example, you'll have an awful lot of shots which are children and families playing on the beach, screaming, having fun in the water, swimming, doing all these things, and then suddenly it will switch to like the shark's perspective, and that's that's in order to build a hell of a lot of tension. But it does it really really slowly. So what that means is, particularly in the first half of the film, they've got less time to play with for like the, the relationship building and the character building. So the way they manage that is in two or three key scenes with the key actors, which kind of put across a sense of uh, their what they're like as people and how they're going to interact together in, in Act 3, basically. Uh, and one of those, there's a couple which are, I think are big favourites of mine, uh, the, the one where um, Brody is at home with his wife and they're about to have dinner and he's about to sort of have a conversation with her and explain how he's feeling about the whole thing. And Hooper, Matt Hooper, who's a scientist, played by Richard Dreyfus, just turns up unannounced. Uh, he's got mm. two bottles of wine with him and he says, and he mm. basically says, I didn't know what you'd been cooking. So he's invited himself over for dinner. So he's like completely <laughs> out of nowhere. He's just turned up and invited himself into a dinner and and starts like he just says, "Is anyone eating this?" And just grabs one of the plates of food that's been on touch and starts eating, which is just because it's so great. Is, mate, it's, it's, it's a lack of tact because he knows what's at stake here. Exactly, he understands. So he, he hasn't got time for pleasantries. He's got to get in there, and he's got to, it, it, uh, he's got to, he's got to figure out. I can't remember the placement of this, but there's a, an amazing scene where they catch this tiger shark, and, they, and tiger sharks are obviously yep. naturally aggressive species. If you, if you can call any shark aggressive, really, but but um, and they go, they cut it open, and they, he, he checks the bite radius, doesn't he? He's just like like grubbly rummaging through the corpse of the the girl that they find on the beach, and they check the bite radius, and he's like, "It's not that isn't that's not the shark. He's not the shark." And he's like, "Of course it's a shark." And then you realize, Brody realizes that it all starts again. It's a wonderful thing. So I just a quick quick thing other about about uh, Hooper, Hooper and Brody's wife in the book have an affair. Oh, okay. I didn't yes. see that coming. They bang. Right. Um, Interesting. That she puts a whole feels, new spin on things. Yeah, she feels she feels um, ostracised by Brody because he becomes obsessed, and she's impressed by Hooper's. I don't know. Uh, his technical ability. He's he's understanding, but also he's he's um, he's matter of factness. Can maybe? do attitude. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, that, it's very different in the film, obviously, because uh, Brody has the full support of his wife. There's this, there's this quite funny scene on on the boat where, uh, as as they're seeing the shark for the first time, Mrs. Brody calls through on the on the on the telecom system, and uh, Quint is having this conversation with her, basically saying, "Yeah, yeah, yeah everything's fine, everything's fine," and and then Brody's <laughs> like out the front, like basically panicking about the fact that there's this massive shark circling the boat it's just incredible but th- th- what, what i was saying about the the scene with him coming for dinner is is it's so effective in exactly what you said you've derived all of that stuff about his character from a very what's a really a very short scene in terms of the whole mm. film and just that's the genius of spielberg it's 
It is quite sort of characterization by numbers in in one way, but it's so effective. I love it. I I just think he he manages to cram so much detail about the character into one short scene or section. And yes, you know, you fill in the gaps yourself, but that's what makes it such a fun film because it allows you then to spend the rest of the time just being so unbelievably tense about what the shark's going to do next. And the well, there's also you've got the, the 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 story where they all come together when he's when when Quint starts talking about the USS Indianapolis, which mm. is a, um, a a battleship or warship that was sunk in the Second World War, and the, the story is true that lots of sailors went into the water and lots were taken, probably more drowned than were taken by sharks, but there was huge amounts taken by sharks, grey reef sharks, I think they were, or oceanic white tips, doesn't matter. The um the, the, the there were lots of people and and. Uh, getting eaten and this is a real life story and they, they, they put it into the film and Quint actually helped write the story uh, the, the actor um, and uh, it was it's just a wonderful moment where they're comparing battle scars and then suddenly Richard Dreyfus or Hooper starts listening to this listen to this story and then suddenly respects him suddenly he's like fuck you really have gone for the mill I need to start listening to you and, and, and stop demeaning your old ways of of, of, the, of, of tackling this problem um, yeah, it was uh, it was wonderful, wonderful film. I could watch it now. I must have seen it a hundred times. What timing, mate? What timing? We nailed it. 